I don't hear you. You sound so tired. You cannot be more tired than I that flew all night just to get here because it seems to me that if you really want to put your mouth where your money is, you come and talk to youth so that youth can really realize that they have something to say. And that's why I think it's important for me to be here three days before I stop being Surgeon General of this United States. In 1990, March 9th, I became the Surgeon General of the United States. The first female, the first Hispanic, the first person below the age of 50, or more important, the first officer ever of the public health service career that ascended over the ranks. So when people have asked me all the time, do you wear these medals to match your jewelry or you are a hell of a woman? I say, honey, I am a hell of a woman. <laughs> The first thing that happened is that I want to share with you some of the things I have found during the last three years and three months. I want to tell you a little bit of what I think the country needs to go, and then I want to tell you that the American dream is not dead. And all of that in five minutes. But more importantly, I have to tell you that the most important thing I learned when I came in is that they asked me, how are you going to step in Dr. Coop's shoes? And I told them I am a pediatrician, not a podiatrist. <laughs> but more importantly, I also have to tell you that I have learned a few things along the way, and the most important that I learned is plan, realistically and thoughtfully, because if you do not know where you're going, you are already there. The second thing that I learned is that the world owes you nothing. To believe that the world is going to treat you good because you're intelligent, you are going to go to college, and you're from a great state, it's like believing that a bull is not going to get you because you're a vegetarian, so plan. <laughs> the third thing I learned is that when you're a minority, most of the time when you get to the top, people always say you're lucky. And I want you to know that luck for me is when preparation meets opportunity. So the luckier you will be, the harder you will be working. <laughs> and I also learned, as... Marion Edelman said this morning, service is the rent you pay for living. And service to God, to country, and to your community, but this is going to set you apart. Because in the years to come, all of you will have graduated from Ivy Leagues, and I'm going to look for the ones who gives from themselves to the community where they come, rather than just giving to themselves as the person of the future. And for that, service is the rent that is going to set you apart. But whatever you do, good or bad, in your future will be set by your work. And for that, remember, Robert Bell, I said there are three types of work. Your job, where all you do is earn money. Your career, where all you do is look for achievements. And then the third, which is the calling. I hope that in the quest of today, where everyone is trying to survive, you find your calling. And when you do your calling, which is the tightness of life achievements and the desire to be the best you can but doing what you really like to do, absolutely, happiness will find you especially when you do good things for others without asking what's in this for me. But I have to tell you that I have also learned that in spite of the fact to get to the promised land, there's prejudice in this country still. And I do remember the first week when I became Surgeon General, the first call that came said, may I speak to the Surgeon General, Dr. Coop? And they say, he's not the Surgeon General. And they say, who is the Surgeon General? They say, Dr. Antonia Coello Nobello. The man on the other line says, Jesus Christ, not only a woman, but Jewish. <laughs> so
So in prejudice, we still find people who know so little that they do not even know the difference of a hyphenated name. I can also tell you that just recently I was in a plane with my whole paraphernalia of my uniform, of which I am so proud. And this gentleman behind me says, honey, as he looks at my three stripes, not bad for a lieutenant commander. I say, honey, really bad for your glasses, vice admiral, eat it up. <laughs> but I can also tell you that sometimes the uniform gets a lot of good and sometimes a lot of confusion, and just recently, for the first time, when I have been elevated to first class, because when you are the Surgeon General, you fly with the people, they elevate me to first class, and somebody has a heart attack. When they say, is there a doctor in the house? I say, is bureaucracy a doctor in the house? So I say, I must go there, even though the turbulence was unbelievable. As I strapped myself on this man to give him CPR and to try to save his life with whatever was available, 15 minutes into this, trying to take his blood pressure and all the like, 15 minutes into this, strapped over his body, here comes a gentleman and says, I am a doctor, I am a doctor. Have you taken his blood pressure and his temperature and his pulse? I say, sir, I might look like a stewardess, but if you don't have a volume for you, please let me finish this CPR. <laughs> now, when you look into that, absolutely there is prejudice, but the beauty is that when I went to a place and I listened to a man that was Mexican-American, he gave me a lesson. He said, look at this face, look at these hands, look at this size. People would never believe that hands like this and face like this build old all the pyramids of Mexico City. So in life, when you want to succeed, the most important thing is element of surprise. And absolutely the desire to be the best you can in whatever you do. But in this country, there are three things that are going to be needed if we're going to be successful. And the beauty is that we must establish that the land is changing because the demographies of the land are changing. We are 250 million people, 127 million are women, 15% are African-American, 9% are Hispanics, 3% are Asian Pacific Islanders, and 1% are Native Americans. One out of every five is less than 12 years of age, and one out of every nine is older than 65. The world cannot be any longer the way that we inherited. The world is changing, and absolutely, the word for the future will tell you, don't tell me what to do unless you have walked a mile on my moccasins. And for that, I have to tell you that when we look for the healthcare of the future, as the people have talked to me, they have told me, give it to me comprehensive, under one roof, family-based and community-centered, but with five A's, which I think you should remember. Available, accessible, affordable, accountable, and affable. There's no reason for which you should be treated as a second-degree citizen just because you're poor. And most importantly, when you plan in this health plan of the future, don't forget two things that are important, women and children. Because if we are 127 million and the country has 250, that's 2 million over the norm, we are 43% of the labor force of this country, and more importantly, in this country, 29,000 of us are still alive past the age of 100. So when you plan for the future, plan for women and women all our lives, we have been told that we have to take care of our families, and I believe that that's the best advice of the future. But the time has come for also to take care of ourselves, because in the quest of being the best, don't forget the truth. When your health collapses, the health of the family where you live will collapse as a consequence, so do take care of yourself and forget the guilt. The time has come to be the best that you can be. And third, take care of the children. 
but not only during political year in where every picture and every politician makes the press and gets the best outlook. Don't forget the children, especially all of them, as it has been said in a wonderful poem that I read in Mrs. Edelman's book. Ina Hughes said, don't forget about the children who are so poor who has no bread to steal. Don't forget the children whose picture is on no one's dresser. Don't forget the children whose nightmares happen during the day and whose monsters are real. So don't forget about the children. But more importantly, 20 years from now, as I end my term just this Wednesday, June 30th, I want to be able to say that tell the world that the American dream is not dead. Just look at your Surgeon General from Puerto Rico, little town, with a mother that pushed and she became the Surgeon General of this country in a hundred years. So for that, 20 years from now, when somebody remembers Novello, make sure that you also remember that in this country, when a woman, a minority, and a career officer was your Surgeon General, by God, we did it good. Thank you very much.